covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. It is time for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. My name is Matt Pauley. Thank you so much for being uh, tuned in as we continue to live in a world where baseball is not being played. No sports are being played at this point in time. Uh, but uh, we try to bring you a baseball conversation on an every week basis, and uh, that's what we're doing. If you were not with us for last week's podcast, we've made a bit of a pivot here with just the content of the podcast because, I mean, there's there's no news. There's nothing really to, to get into. Uh, so what we're doing is we're having conversations with people, having conversations with people that I enjoy talking to that I think you'll enjoy hearing from, and uh, that's what we're going to do until circumstances dictate that we do things a little bit different. If you didn't hear the conversation last week, I had Brewers radio broadcaster Jeff Levering on the show. thought it was a really fun conversation. I enjoyed it. I hope uh, people out there enjoyed it as well. And uh, if you have not heard it, certainly would encourage you to go back in the archives and listen to it. This week, our conversation is going to be with uh, former Brewers pitcher and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst Jerry Augustine. Of course, Augie is also one of my co-hosts for uh, Brewers Extra Innings, our post-game show that we do on WTMJ. And uh, Augie's one of my uh, one of my best friends, and I enjoy being able to talk with him. And a conversation is going to be coming up with him in uh, just a little bit. Wide-ranging conversation, go about forty minutes with Augie. That's for me. This is fun. Uh, it's something that I really haven't been able to do. I love doing interviews. I love having cool conversations with people. It's uh, in this industry. It's one of my passions uh, as far as being able to to uh, and of everything I do. That's certainly one of my favorite things to be able to do. Having these more uh, long form conversations, and it's tougher in some of the other places. But here, right now, uh, in podcast form where there's not baseball being played, it's a great opportunity to kind of have some long conversations. So a uh, conversation with Jerry Augustine is going to be uh, on the way here in uh, just a little bit. News this week, uh, I mean, like I said a moment ago, there's not a lot of news. I think the one thing that we can say is President Donald Trump had a uh, a teleconference or a video conference with the various commissioners and and executives from professional sports around the country. That did include Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Uh, The big point from uh, from President Trump was that he thought the NFL season would kick off on time in September. also said that he thought that sports could be back being played maybe as early as August. Uh, I think he meant, and yeah, I think when when he said that, I, I got the sense that he was saying with fans in the stands. So you know what we're, we're trying to you know read between the lines and look at everything, and really we have we have no clue what's going on. We have, I have no clue. You have no clue. Like nobody really has much of a clue. There's some really smart doctors and scientists who I think have a clue, but. Most of us normal people, like we're taking all this information. Like sidebar, um, this it's gotten politicized, unfortunately, because if you're on one side of the aisle, you, you're kind of saying one thing about this coronavirus, and if you're on the other side, you're kind of saying the other. I've actually, for me, I've like I've seeked out information from both sides, trying to say, okay, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, and I don't know if it is or not. That's my. Uh, that's my sidebar for the moment. That has absolutely nothing to do with uh, baseball, and that's as far as we'll go down uh, that that line of thought. But we just don't know, right? Like we, we don't know what it's going to look like. 
it seems like this week there's momentum towards the idea of playing some games uh, in empty stadiums before getting completely back to normal. So I would say if there's a if there is a clear path and the doctors and the scientists are maybe telling people at Major League Baseball that you know by the time you hit August you're going to be okay, could they potentially do a month, you know, do July at spring training facilities maybe? Would you do that both in Arizona and Florida or would you just do Arizona as it sits right now? You would probably do it just in Arizona, not in Florida, because Florida is a little bit of a tougher place to be at the moment. But that can that can change. I mean, Arizona could be a hot spot tomorrow, for all we know, and then everything uh, could look different. There's also the question of number of ballparks. I mean, if you put every single major league team in Arizona, are there enough ballparks to be able to get the games in? I think there's 11 Cactus League ballparks. You'd have to maybe you also use the Diamondbacks Stadium. Maybe you go use. Um, High Corbett Field, which used to be a uh, used to be a Triple A AAA stadium for uh, when when Tucson was a team there. I think the University of Arizona uses High Corbett now. Maybe you go to Arizona State. So what that would that would take you to fourteen. I don't know if like schools like Grand Canyon or any of the other colleges there what they might have, but you might have to get a little bit creative. Maybe have some day games and then night games in the same facility some days to be able to work it out, but. The idea of maybe playing in empty stadiums, doing it all in Arizona, I to me that makes a little bit of sense. Now I don't have a vote in this thing. I'm just I'm, more than anything else, I'm spitballing here. I, I hear the I hear the thoughts out there that hey maybe they're going to try to play games in spring training facilities and empty spring training facilities, and I I try to push down the dominoes and see what that would look like. And to me, it makes more sense to put everybody in Arizona and try to get creative with either using spring training facilities multiple times a day or using some other stadiums that are in the the geographic region to supplement what's already available in terms of Cactus League stadiums. Are there going to be teams that have an advantage over other teams? Yeah, if you train in Arizona and you get to play a bunch of games at your facility, yeah, that's an advantage over the teams that play in the Grapefruit League. But I think at this point, aren't we past that? Like, Does that really matter? I don't think so. I, yeah. The last thing I want to hear is a team missing the postseason this year and moaning about the fact that they had to play all these games at neutral sites in Arizona. Who cares? It's going to be an empty stadium situation. So, I don't. That's that's kind of my thoughts on it. Again, that that's the only thing that's really being out there from a public standpoint is the idea of playing in empty spring training facilities. Everything else is just me spitballing more than anything else. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at this week, your, your, your update on what it might look like on when and if baseball might be played. So maybe there's a scenario where they get rolling in July, play games in empty stadiums in July uh, at, at spring training facilities, and then eventually ramp up as they get into August and September and even into October. It appears that uh, based off the most recent proposal, there was, a, there was a report out there that would say that they would uh, play till October 15th. That would be the end of the regular season season and then the World Series would be played at a neutral site in Los Angeles. It would be played at Dodger Stadium. There would be no All-Star game this year, so they would get the World Series instead. But then if the Dodgers end up in the World Series, which right now they look like the best team in the National League, so there's a pretty good chance of that, you would move what would be their road games to other stadiums, but still probably in the geographic region. So they would go to San Diego or they would go uh 
to the big A, whatever it might be. So that's still probably an advantage for the Dodgers. But again, when we're talking about the home field advantages and things like that, who cares? Who cares this year? It's all about just finding a way to get baseball played, and that is the most important thing. All right, so um, uh, as we always do here, at the, I guess I'm, I, I did my little rant here before I even got to the housekeeping items. Uh, if you do listen to the podcast somewhere other than Apple Podcast, that's fantastic. We're glad that you're listening. If you do listen on Apple Podcast and can subscribe and leave a ranking and review, that would be great as well. All right, again, what we're doing, we did this last week, we'll do it next week. And by the way, got um, – I had I had someone tweet at me this past week with a recommendation for an interview guest for uh, this podcast, and it was actually it was somebody that was kind of already on my internal list. So, but it was a it was a really good thought, and it's something that I'm going to uh, work on. Uh, no guarantees on this, but if you have anybody that you would like me to talk to in a long form conversation, and you think you know, I guess be reasonable here. If you say Rob Manford, I don't think I'm going to. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get him. If you say Barry Bonds, I don't think I'm going to get him. Like, there's, Be reasonable. But if there are people that maybe I wouldn't think of, people that you think are interesting, uh, that would have good stories to tell, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, and uh, we'll certainly take that into consideration. We'll see how long we're doing the podcast in this way. But uh, we're doing this for your enjoyment, for your listening pleasure. So if you've got some folks that you'd maybe like to hear from, Let me know, and uh, I'll see what I can do as we do this uh, on an every week basis. But that being said, somebody that I love being able to talk to, and I talk to him a lot during the baseball season because he's one of my uh, co-hosts on Brewers Extra Innings, our post-game show on WTMJ. You also see him on Fox Sports Wisconsin as a studio analyst. He is former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Augie, I lament the fact that we're talking and there's not baseball going on. I wish we were seeing each other and talking to each other on just about an everyday baseball to talk about how things are going with the team. Unfortunately, we are in this very odd situation. So with all that said, welcome on to the podcast. Thank you for uh, taking some time. Augie, how are you doing? Hi, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. I miss baseball, and I I assume you miss it as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, You know, it's... You never know how much you miss it until you don't have it. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a, a fortunate thing that with this coronavirus that's going on and all the things that are, are, are happening now that, you know, it, you do miss baseball. You know, I've been able to watch the, all the things that they have on TV, all the games from 82 and all this stuff. But you still miss that sport and things you've been very used to. And I guess you don't appreciate as much as until you have it taken away from you. At what point did it kind of hit you? I mean, we've now eclipsed the point where you would have had opening day, the season would be in full bore right now. At what point did it really kind of get you that, hey, baseball should be going on right now and it's not? In spring training, uh, the day that they they closed down spring training, uh, I remember going to the ballpark uh, that day. I was going down because I was going to do a game a couple days later and – walked in and it was just the, the temperament and everything uh, was just way, everybody was just down and you could tell it that, that things were happening and then uh, they had an interview with, with Ryan Braun and Ryan King and it said that they were going to place in training and close it down and then you could just see in the, the works of everybody around uh, the spring training facility that, that, that this was very serious, that something had, was happening and that you know everybody was going to take the measures they had to to uh, to get this pandemic under control, but uh, that's what it really hit me. And then after coming home, and then my son 
I was uh, going to come fly home from Arizona a, a couple of days later, and uh, my son, who was a doctor in New York, uh, called me and said, yeah, do not get on a plane, no matter what, you stay where you are. And uh, since then, I've stayed in Arizona. I've been working uh, from here, and uh, uh, it's just uh, something that's really grown at the that's really a pandemic that we have to get under control. I didn't realize your son was a doctor in, in New York. I mean, he's he's got to be telling you all kinds of stories with what's going on out there. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, he just, uh, the thing is, he and his wife, Daniela, my son, Matt, and his wife, Daniela, just had a little baby boy. And so, you know, that's, you got to be extra careful. But I, I speak to him twice or three times a week and see how he's doing. And he says, Dad, it's, it's it's really uh, a mess out in New York here. Uh, the people are so in such a close proximity that things just are happening, and uh, they're doing everything they can to get through this. And uh, but uh, he said you were just going to have to be patient, let it work itself out. So you just have to do your due diligence. And you know the the president put up some rules. You got to stay by the rules. And if we do that, we have an opportunity to get through this. But uh, it's going to take some time, yet, he said. It does seem like, and we'll get to some baseball stuff in a, in a moment. But especially with your son working in the in in the medical uh, field, and my wife is the same thing. She is a, she works at a hospital, and she's been going in, and it's it's nerve wracking for me every time she goes in. But it, it it's kind of it's it's good to see that we as a country, I think, are appreciating even more the medical professionals who do what they do on an everyday basis. It's it's unfortunate that this had to happen for that appreciation to exist there, but uh, I guess one small positive is I do feel like there's more appreciation for all of the people in the medical field right now. There is, and uh, you know, I just have so much deep respect for them to go in and putting the hours that they have. I'm sure that everybody's had to change their hours. They all have to go in the work that they do day in and day out. Uh, you know, we all have to be so appreciative to, to what they're doing, and you know, it's so amazing that when you go through a pandemic like you do today, the medical field is going to be so important. And how they've risen to the occasion. These people are so strong. They're, they're so dedicated. And uh, you can really see by the emotions that you see on TV and hear talk that, you know, they're really dedicated to, to making the world a better place and helping people who are, who are dealing with what we're going through in this pandemic. But uh, I'll tell you what, I've seen them so much. And, and even, you know, we go past the medical field, there's so many people now that are all coming together to, to get get past this, and uh, hopefully we can do we can do just that and get past this and move on. I want to go back to when spring training was shut down, and you were talking about that a moment ago. Baseball, probably more than any other sport, baseball really relies on a routine because of the the everyday aspect of the sport, which doesn't exist really anywhere else. And spring training is part of that. The routine of spring training, and you know. You know, even even from a very individual standpoint, like Ryan Braun knows at what point he's going to go play in a game for the first time, and at what point he's going to play in the field for the first time. From a from a very micro standpoint to a very macro standpoint, everything about baseball is routine, and then all of a sudden that routine is just thrown up in the air when spring training is closed down, and you really don't know what's going to happen after that. For someone like you who's been around baseball so long, is it is it surreal? Is it weird? Like how would you describe just kind of that sense of, oh my gosh, everything's closing down. This is not supposed to be happening. I think surreal is a good word for it because you don't, you know, you just you can't believe it. You know, we, we always have a way of getting around things and, and fighting ourselves through things, and this is something that has halted everything that we do. Our 
everybody's lives has changed because of this pandemic, and we don't know where we're going to, which where we're, we're heading right now. We, we don't know what the future is right now. We just have to stay stay strong and, and do our daily routines the best we can. But in spring training with with sports, and sports is such a big part of our life, man. You know, when you talk about sports, we, like we said, we talk, we can watch so many games uh, from the 80s and all the highlights, the no-hitter by Juan Diego's and all these things that we can watch. But it's not the same as going out to the ballpark and cheering your team on and, and going to the park every day and going through your routine and knowing when you're playing, having the ability to go out each day and, 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 and play the game of baseball, which in, in sports in general, uh, to go out and to, to perform and, and see where it takes you. That's such a big part of America's life and America's style of living. And it's, it is huge. And it's, and we're, we're in a pandemic now, and it's a change in our lives, and it's going to be interesting where we go from here. But uh, I like to remember, all I can remember is when that day I walked in, uh, there were a lot of things going on. Everybody thought that maybe we could get through this real quickly, and it's not turned into that. And it's going to be interesting to see where sports go, not only baseball, but every sport, mm-hmm. every routine that, that people do, where we go from here. But it's going to get really interesting, and hopefully this we can fight through this and we can come back and still have a season have you spent much time watching any of the classic replays whether it's brewers or, or anything else i mean there's been a there's been a lot of classic games that have been on television networks because these networks have so much time to fill have you spent any time watching classic games here recently i do for i do watch some of it i, I don't know if i watch it as strongly as i did you know back then and watching replays right after it happened or things like that but i do watch when i you know some evenings i'm sitting i'll i'll sit and i'll watch a game or i'll I'll watch a performance or do something, but uh, you know it's getting to the point where I it's I think where you get frustrated. I I don't know how you are, Matt, but you watch those games and now you can't go out and and actually watch a sport because year round we have major sports and we can we cannot go out and watch a sport now. And it's sometimes that that builds within you that hey, I just want to go out and watch somebody compete. I want I want life to be natural, and uh, you don't get to see that right now, and it's a uh, it's really changed the, the style of our living in that. Uh, all I can hope for is that we come up with something that gets us through this and that we can start cutting sports and, and have people get back to their, their, their regular daily routine somewhat that we can move on with our lives. Uh, I'm not trying to make this a downer, but I think, it's, I think people are probably interested to know just kind of the way everybody's feeling. Part of what you do is the camaraderie that exists with the people you work with on the TV side. I mean, you and you and Craig Kishon and you and Dario Melendez and, and obviously B.A. and Rock and everything they do. How much do you miss right now, not even just baseball, but just being around those guys, whether it's in the press box or in the studio, wherever you happen to be, not being around your colleagues here at the moment? Well, you know, man, like, like you've been around for the last several years, uh, it becomes a family. And at certain times of year, you miss that. You you look forward to seeing that family and being with them, and being able to enjoy them. And we all get that. We all get that of being around each other. That you know what? It's it's really it's really pretty neat to uh, to be around and, and see people's lives and 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 have those types of really close friendships that you do have. And you know, I miss those. I I do call for guys from time to time and see how they're doing. I know what's rock, especially. Uh, I've called him several times. He's down here in Arizona. He lives about 20 minutes away from where I live in Arizona. And uh, so I call him periodically just to see how he's doing. He's gone through the heart surgery and things like that. 
And, uh, you know, this is a, uh, he's gone through a lot this year. So I just call him just to see how he's doing and I'll call different people. But mainly I stay, stay in touch with my family. That's my most important thing. I want everybody to be healthy and, and stay strong and do our due diligence. But, uh, like you said, man, we've become a family when you go into things like you. It's not just that you and I and, and, and Rock and BA and Craig and that. It's everybody. It's all the people we meet at the ballpark that are involved with it, doing the television and the radio and anything to do with with the sport. And uh, it becomes a family. And you miss those guys. You look forward to seeing those each and every year. And it's fun to talk to them and you miss, miss them. And uh, this has really been a, a big change. Yeah, I'll second that. I mean, you guys are some of my closest friends in the world, and I don't get to see you as much as you. Know, I we don't see each other during the winter time uh, very much, but then you, you kind of count on. Okay, once you get into uh, March and then April, you're going to see a whole lot of them, and it's uh, it, it's been a bummer for me as well. I I, I can't wait till baseball is being played again. Do the the latest things out there that if baseball is played this year in in hall likelihood it would at least start in empty stadium situations now maybe that could be in major league ballparks maybe they get everybody to arizona and they just use all the uh the different cactus league ballparks uh and and do it that way is does that make sense to you is that what you would expect that when baseball is back maybe it's going to be kind of a slow ramp up where there's going to be some non-fan situations at the beginning I think it will be. I, I think what you have to understand is that, you know, the guys have been off for several weeks now, and it's going to take some time to get back. When this all happened, when the pandemic started and they closed spring training, what happened was the Brewers were right at a, and I don't actually, it was right after we were making some really big decisions for going on. We were, we were within two weeks of coming up to Milwaukee and, and making those final decisions, and there's a lot that has to be done yet. Uh, and then this happened. So, you know, these players all have to go and they all have to go, go through a, a spring training routine. Uh, how they will do it, I'm sure Major League Baseball is going to be very, very creative in what to do, and I'm sure there's a lot of options and what they can do. Uh, I think going back to spring training is a logical thing, because you, here in, this, uh, in Arizona, you have 10 teams that are all 10 or 12 teams that are right in the same area where you can play games if you do need you, uh, you can control the stadiums maybe a little bit better with spring training facilities that they do have. Uh, and it's going to get interesting to see what they do. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they get it out to the fans or they talk about having empty stadiums and keep still playing. And I think that only makes the television part, the radio part, and our part that you and I and, and Craig do and those post-game shows. Uh, they're going to have to extend our post-game shows. Because people love to talk about the sports. And it's their way of going out and enjoying themselves. And it's a routine for them. And it's going to be more important. It's going to make our jobs a little bit more critical in saying that, hey, let's play baseball. Let's go talk about that sport and talk about that game. And uh, it's going to be a very different situation. It's going to be very interesting to see what Major League Baseball does. I know there's a lot of guys who are at home and they they have home gyms and, and some have very elaborate baseball-type setups in their home, but there's a lot of guys who – who don't have that? I mean, if you're a young player who's never been a free agent, who are making, yeah, you know, not not a ton of money, you're not going to have all those things, and it's tough to stay in shape, especially from a pitching standpoint. Augie, are you are you curious? Are you interested to see what Major League Baseball is going to do? Assuming we play baseball from a combination of roster size, but also even before a season can get started how much time they will allow for some sort of quick spring training, just so, if nothing else, I mean, pitchers have to ramp up at least a little bit before the season. 
Oh, I, there's no doubt about it. It's a great question, Matt, and, and I think it's very important. You know, when you look at the, the offensive side with the gig and you go and get into cages, you can do that all you want, but a little bit different when you get in the game and you look at it from a pitching standpoint. And, you know, you can go out and you can play catch. And, you know, it's like Christian Yellow said, he went outside and played catch with his brother. He felt like he was 10 again. And you can, players can do that. They keep your arms in fairly good shape. But it's a thing of going on the mound and get that adrenaline going and facing hitters and making pitches and getting the comfort zone that are going to be very important. And I think it's almost like, a lot of these guys, even though they may not be saying I'm starting all over again, they really are. It yeah. takes some time. Uh, I agree with you. I think they're going to have to increase the the the, the, the team sizes and the, the number of roster places they have. And I think that's going to be very interesting. And it, I think it's going to be good for baseball. But I, I agree with you. I think wrapping up a pitcher is a little bit different than where the hitter can go in the cage and face hitting and all that stuff. So you just got to find that comfort zone and. I think that's going to take some time, but if you expand the rosters and you add pitchers, you can get through games early in the season. So I think baseball is going to have to be really creative in, the, in what they do, and I, I think they're going to come up with something. They did it in 1981 when we went through that 51-day strike. We had two seasons, and that's where the Brewers got in the first playoffs in 81. When we won the second half, we beat the Tigers. i never forget Raleigh Fingers and Ted Simmons jumping in his lap, and we won that. Went on, we got beaten by the Yankees in the best of five, but uh, they were creative that year, and I'm sure baseball will have to be doing something very creative this year if we can get into baseball. Yeah, and speaking of the creativity, they've they've talked about maybe doing a neutral site World Series. It's been floated out there that it could end up in Los Angeles. Maybe they don't have an all-star game this year. Instead, they do a neutral site World Series, and that way they can play it late October, even into November if need be. I think we can both agree for the fans yeah if the brewers were to make a world series this year it would really stink for fans in milwaukee that they couldn't actually go to a world series game if they were totally hell-bent on having this thing uh, at a neutral site but at the same time if you're if if you're not a fan of an individual team that neutral site kind of has that the super bowl feel or a final four feel or a, a college football championship feel uh and there's I wouldn't want to see it every year, but in a year where everything's going to be different and it could be fun, there's, I think, the the idea of a neutral site and just making this thing so big in a neutral site, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I think there is. I think, what, I think Matt, you know, baseball probably since this happened, and, you know, they said the president met with all the commissioners and everything yesterday. I think everything's been thrown out there, and I think each and every day they look at where we are and what's going to happen, and they plan for that. And they've probably already mapped on some ideas and getting together and finding out what they can do. It might for this year, it might be a totally different year than we've ever and will see and ever have seen. Uh, and, but baseball is going to—they're going to have to be creative, like you said, Matt. It could get really interesting. Maybe there's a lot of different things they can do. But again, it all depends on when they start. You know, if this is put off till August first, or it's put off till All Star break, or whatever, it just depends on when they start that season. That the importance of what they do, how they do it, and when they do it, is they're just going to play just a huge role. But it could be very creative, but yet could be very interesting for fans. And, you know, we, we both agree that our job is fun. We get to talk about the game of baseball and analyze the game and, and, and have fun with our fans talking. But it's about the fans, fans being involved in the game. And that's what it's all about. And we have that luxury of talking directly to fans after games and enjoying that. But 
still, it's got to be a part where we can keep that interest with the fan base. And I think that's what Major League Baseball is going to be most interested in doing. Do you think Major League because there's a chance the owners could lose money on this, and yeah, if there's people out there that will say, no, there's no way they lose money. Look at the TV money. and Everybody can make their books look however they want them to look, but there, there's a scenario out there where if you're playing in stadiums without fans and you're paying full Major League salary, like it could, this could impact some owners in a negative way. That being said, do you think there's also a, a social responsibility for Major League Baseball and for the owners that if it if you can play even in an empty stadium situation, that you should do everything to play uh, almost no matter what the, the financial ramifications are? I think Major League Baseball feels that it's the sport and bring, doing something for, for people's everyday lives. They know the importance of what Major League Baseball sport is and it doesn't make any difference whether you're 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 involved in sports or fishing or vacation or whatever your family does in your sports usually is a part of that and being able to go and part, participate in that is important and I think Major League Baseball is going to look at that. I think they feel that getting a season and getting something that can help help take everything we've been through and and, and just give a little bit of a diversion for people to who enjoy something for a while is going to be. So important. I think the Major League Baseball is looking at that. I think every sport is looking at that, whether it be even the NBA yet with the season in pro hockey. I think everybody looks at something where they can have a diversion that can get us some back to back some back to some kind of normality and let the people enjoy it and and relax and, and do things that are, are back to as much normal as they can. And I think the Major League Baseball will go to every every chance that they can think of to have a season and and be able to come out. Maybe it's maybe different. It may be very unusual, but uh, at least come out. I want to say somewhere they can give to the fans because you know it all comes down to fans. Baseball is about fans. We're not playing a game for fans, and sport is that way. And I think that's what all the major sports are going to try to do. Some of the fun things about having these type of conversations is we can get into some some other things. You mentioned earlier comparing this to the '81 strike. And the for folks that that don't remember or are not familiar with it, uh, the the vote to, was to strike at the end of May. Eventually, the, te- the teams would come back and start playing again uh, in early August. That's an interesting comparison. What was it like for you during that period when there was when, when you're not playing baseball? It was it was I, I got a lot of yard work done. I, I became a, a, a landscaper as much as they can up in the yard and work around it. and being with the family and spending a lot of time with the family was a, a great time for me to, to enjoy that portion that I was usually playing baseball to be around my family. But at the same time, it was something that, you know, what do you do? How do you stay in shape? And I remember going out to, over to the high school and, and throwing batting practice to high school kids and playing catch and doing everything you can to stay ready. And we just had a short couple of days to get ready for that second half of the season. But, uh, you miss it. You miss it, and, and people missed it. And it was something that after we went through that, that first thing that was said by everybody was Major League Baseball, the fans, the, the players, everybody, let's not let have this happen again. And uh, unfortunately, we had a, uh, uh, an issue that come, has come up with this pandemic that has really thrown sports and life and everything we do as a, as a people of the world are doing different. So uh, it was really different, Matt. It was I missed it. I, I missed playing those games. Uh, it was something that I, I never expected, and 
Uh, I was a player rep at the time, so I was involved with calls going in and finding out what was going on. And I think the happiest day was when we could go back to work and then they voted to have the split season. And at that year, it actually worked out very good because we got Minifleet in that second half and going into the playoffs against the Yankees. And uh, as you well know, after 81, 82 became a very special year. Players voted unanimously to to go on strike. Was that's that's something? Like everybody voting to 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 strike. Was there any pressure? And you mentioned being a player rep. I don't know. Maybe you were applying some pressure. But was it was there any feeling of pressure that all players kind of be on the same page on with that? I you know at that time it really the solidarity for it. Players was really good. Everybody understood what was going on, and there had to be some changes. And I think both the players and both the Major League Baseball knew that there had to be some changes, and they were just struggling on what to do at that time. And it, it was a big course of action that that I think baseball in itself learned so much about them. I know you have, you have strikes in all sports, and every hit happens, and there's shutdowns and things like that. But I think baseball learned right then that you know what you have to give and take in certain areas. And that these things are going to happen, but if we can we can have a good relationship, we can continually talk about the structure of what we do. It'll never happen again. And I think that's the big thing is it was just that people miss baseball. And I think baseball got a little bit of a, a bad name at that time because people love the sports and summertime it becomes a part of their daily lives. And but uh, it, it was a big change. And I know as a as a player rep and calling in, uh, it was it was very very different and. Uh, uh, I just know the happiest day was when uh, the commissioner came out and said, hey, let's go play some baseball. And, uh, they made the decision to make the changes with the schedule, and then uh, everybody went out, and uh, everybody just was back at it. Uh, the happiest day was to walk in that clubhouse and say, we're going to have a game today. Baseball's now had labor peace since the what I guess the ninety four ninety five strike. If I'm if I'm I'm thinking through this correctly, it's been a, it's been a while. I still hear from people every once in a while, and I always chuckle. Like I'll, I will still to this day hear from people who say they won't go to a major league baseball game. They won't spend any money because of that '94 strike, which seems so long ago. And it's less and less people. But do do you ever hear that anymore? I mean, do you, labor peace is such a there, there's so many different aspects to to what's going on there and you can put blame on either side but there it, it seems like with baseball and even going back to that 94 strike there are people out there who still have a little bit of resentment out there yeah there is and you know that's good that's just it's unfortunate but it does happen and then everybody has their rights i mean uh, uh it becomes a big part of our lives and it, it changes it and people get upset upset with it the only thing we can do is as a sport and as we do anything in our, our daily work is try to do the best we can to, to give the, give the people the best, what we've got. And, uh, baseball and sports are, are just uh, a big part of our lives. They, they are so important no matter what, whether like hockey, basketball, uh, it doesn't make football. It doesn't make any difference. And, uh, eventually people, I think do come back. I think some people get upset about it, but I still think that after it, as they go along, they, they still enjoy the game, even though, they may not go back. They still listen to the games. They still watch the games. They still participate. They still have their viewpoints. And that's what it's all about is people being able to enjoy a sport and talk about it and have conversations about it. That's why we play sports, and that's why we enjoy, enjoy them. And, and hopefully we can get back at it fairly soon and uh, get past this, ep- this epidemic like we've got and uh, move on with life. 
You spent some time coaching the Milwaukee baseball team, the UWM baseball team, and the NCAA recently made the decision where you could come this this spring season this year would not count as a year of eligibility that you know seniors can basically come back next year. If you go back, do you think that's it's nice to say that, but at the same time, scholarship limits, there's very few, if any, kids that are on full scholarship. When you're talking about seniors, they're already preparing for life after college. How many kids do you think are actually going to really take advantage of the extra year of eligibility? And, it, it, you know, again, just going back to your expertise as being a, a college coach, do you think that's something that many kids are going to take advantage of? Or is it going to be more something where if you were a senior and you were set to graduate, you're not going to come back for, you know, in your case, another year of, say, Horizon League baseball? Well, you know what happens a lot now, Matt? You have a lot of guys, a lot of kids who go to school, and what happens is they actually graduate before the end of their senior year. And they stay on because they want to play sports. And they want to be active in their sport and have that opportunity and I think that's what will carry on. I think what happens, you see a lot of kids that, that maybe go on and, and not use this as a part of your eligibility that want to come back and have that opportunity to, to play the sport because uh, each and every year you look so forward to it. And you, you look at, I know as a coach, every year I look at the players I had and I, I missed the players, seniors that left. And I, I was excited about the freshmen that were coming in. But just to give them that extra year if they want to, to give them that option, I think is really a good thing by the NCAA because it allows these kids that if, you know, some of them actually go on to do some work towards their masters or want to go on and get some extra credits as far as in the area that, that they, that they're involved with, whatever field of education they're in. And some people go out and they do some extra work and work for different companies and things like that, but yet stay involved at school and their classes that they have. And I think this is, this is a good thing by the NCAA. I think it allows the the seniors and the the guys who who miss their senior year to go out and participate and 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 enjoy that last and final year. I know from from coaching standpoint, the seniors on my teams that I had, it was always very special to them, and uh, it, I always felt very special towards them, especially as we got closer to the end of the year. I remember time sitting in that dugout, and I would start to tear up a little bit and turn away from Scott Delphic. Uh, uh, other coach because I was going to miss these young guys because uh, you know what they came into the program like when I asked them to come into the program I asked them to make the program better and they did just that and so I think it's an emotional thing I think it's something that the NCAA did a nice thing to give these kids the opportunity to come back and really do something special and fulfill their dreams of going through college and playing four years of baseball or football whatever it may be how much of you that program and now playing in a, in a different stadium? And look, there's still some growth to do there, but it it is it has certainly evolved. And so you know, since you've left, I don't know if people know this publicly. If you don't want me to say what I'm about to say, I can go back and edit this out later after our conversation. But I know <laughs> I know that you took a, a you know didn't really take a salary when you were the coach there, and you invested your money kind of back into the the program and, and everything, which is just an incredible thing. You had so much invest in it, how much have you enjoyed, even after you were there, seeing what has continued to happen? And again, the biggest thing being the new stadium they've been able to play in. Well, I'm so proud of Scott Duffick and the job he's done with the UWM program. And, you know, I look forward and you look right next to him and you got Corey Bigler. Corey Bigler was a pitcher for us. And I, the only reason I ever went to UWM was because of Corey's dad, Ken Bigler, asked me to go and help coach there. And I did. And 
Uh, Corey ended up uh, uh, being drafted by Pittsburgh and uh, uh, and now has become a big big part of our of the university and what goes on there. But I think what you when you look at it, I look back and what I'm most proud of, I'm, I'm most proud of what they have been able to accomplish and how well Scott and, and his coaches keep the, keep the program going. And it's a tough thing to do, but they do a very, very good job. And But uh, it's always fun to uh, – Facebook is, is huge. I, I, I don't say do a lot on Facebook. I, I follow Matt Pauly on Facebook, but all of the good things you put with your family on Facebook, I love it. And that's the way I stay in touch with people. I don't write on Facebook a lot, but I follow it. And I'll tell you what, to see the players that I've had come through the system at UWM, and I look and see where they have families now, and, and uh, it, it's just – Spectacular! Uh, right now, there's a there's a Jake Krause at, at UWM. Uh, Jake Krause played for me my first year. His dad played for me, and now his son's at, at UWM. Hmm. You see that, and it's just it's so special to see where these guys have uh, gone out with their life. And when they, it's fun when they get back together. It doesn't take long. It's like the old '82 Brewers or any Brewer team that I played on. You get those old teams together, and once they walk into a room, it takes them about three minutes. And they're still getting on each other just like they did when they played. And that's what makes it so special to see these guys go on, being involved with their lives, and, and seeing the way they moved on. Um, before I let you go, just kind of one last topic here. Um, Davey Nelson is somebody who's still – we feel his presence at the ballpark. Fox Sports Wisconsin has uh, has Nelly's Corner, which is down the right field line where the, where the broadcast originates from – you were very everybody at Fox Sports Wisconsin very close. He was part of what we do on, on Brewers extra innings. It's it's been a couple years now, but can you just kind of talk a little bit about his presence in in the way the Brewers and Fox Sports Wisconsin have continued to honor him uh, since his passing? It, it, it's so funny that you even mentioned that, man. I was on my phone the other day, and I. I I'm not a good deleter of everything. I delete a lot of things that were text and all that stuff. But I was going through it, and all of a sudden, I don't know. I swear, I don't know how it happened. I put I put my thumb on something, and popped up. It was the last text that Davy and I had sent back and forth to each other. Is when Davy was not well, and I was out, and I, I believe it was Sandy. I don't remember where it was. San Diego, I think, opened the season, and I said, Davy, if you see something please text me. And sure enough, there was a play at home where the player should have slid. And he, the text, the, I get a text from Davey. He goes, Augie, that guy should have slid there. If you had a city, you'd have been safe. What's going on? And I text him back, and he comes back to me. I saw that text just the other day, and tears came to my eyes. And, you know, Davey was such a, a special guy. There's certain people that have that personality very special. They, they attract people. When they attract people, they're very well-liked. And I think Davy just had that that sincerity and that type of personality that you know you, you when you met him it took you about five or ten minutes and you felt like you've known him for a lifetime and I think he's just that was that kind of guy and uh, the way the Brewers have honored him I think is very special I think he he loved doing what he's doing he enjoyed being in Milwaukee and he just uh, uh, I know as a as a as a, a partner with him. In doing Brewers Live and uh, along with you with, with the extra innings, uh, uh, he was all so much fun because we had so many great conversations. And I can't tell you the number of baseball stories that I used to enjoy just sit back and listen to him because he played with some very, very neat people and his career is very special. So, but uh, 
he's very well uh, missed so much, and uh, uh, it's good that they carry on by having Ellie's quarters and doing the honors that they did for Davey because he's a very special guy. It's funny you mentioned the text messages because uh, I get I, I donated some money to uh, to the Open Arms Home after he had passed away, and, and the Brewers Community Foundation continues to do just a, a great job continuing to support that, which was so close to to his heart. And uh, you know, I'll get letters from them occasionally, or I I have a photo of him and a bunch of kids uh, there that you know if I'm cleaning up my office or whatever I see, and sometimes when I see that I'll, for whatever reason I'll go to to my text. Text messages, and I'll go look at the last the last text message he ever sent me. And you know this; he was incredibly protective of the team and the organization. Um, That's and, right. And there was a there was a mo- there was a night where there, we had a caller on the post game show who was not being rational. We get that occasionally, and I, I guess I laid into him a little bit. And I remember Davey texted me. He was he had been on before, and he was still driving home. And he texted me. I'm looking at it right now. He said, "Way to go, Matt. I'm glad you put that caller in his place. He was just being biased and has no clue what he's talking about." And I love that that was the last text message I got from Davey. Yeah, you know, and, and all the times that we've had able to spend together, that that's he just he was just very a very good person that that really loved what he's done, and he had that special personality and. You know, we the way we do. Sometimes we do the extra innings where if we're on the road. We you allow us to call in. We do our our, our things. There. I remember the time when I I was demonstrating a slider to you on my way home, and you finally got on to me and said, "Augie, we're not on TV. We're on radio. Nobody can see us." But you know, you look at those things and uh, uh, the fun that we have. And uh, Davey was a big part of that. I know he and Craig Krishan were like like brothers, and and I, I know Craig misses him deeply, and. Uh, uh, and uh, it was just a, a special friendship that I saw that I really enjoyed that you don't see a lot. But uh, Davey, a very special person, very much missed. And uh, I'm sure he's looking down and saying, you know, let's get this baseball thing going now. Let's let's get through this pandemic. Let's get baseball going because you would have some kind of positive or something nice to say to say about everybody and, and say, hey, you know, we need baseball. Let's get going and let's get through this. Well, Augie, I appreciate you being so gracious with your time. Uh, this was a fun conversation, and uh, I hope that we're uh, we're talking baseball on the radio real soon. I don't know what the timeline is going to look like. I think there is going to be a season at some point, but nobody really knows. Uh, but I, I miss being around you. I miss talking to you on an almost everyday basis, and uh, I do just want baseball back sooner than later. I'm right there with you, Matt. I, I'm with you 100%. Let's get to this. Let's everybody do our due diligence, you know, do everything we can to, to stay healthy and, and turn that curve and get it in the right direction. Let's get back to baseball. And, and Matt, keep up those, those that FaceTime because that's the way I stay connected to, to, to the Pauly family. I really enjoy those. And uh, I always push the like. I don't push too many comments in there. Everyone saw it on the sunlight. I got some time on my my hands, and I say, oh, I better comment. But uh, keep that up. Uh, I can't wait to be in touch. I can't wait for for us to do some extra innings and enjoy the game of baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Matt. Jerry Augustine joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. I'll tell you what, I could have gone on. That guy, I had a bunch of other things that I wanted to talk about him with uh, with him, but at some point I was like, you know what, I've already taken 40 minutes of his time. I should probably let him go. So we'll, we'll do that again sometime, but that was – uh, that was enjoyable to be able to talk to Augie. I love uh, I love our conversations and kind of doing things a little bit different. But getting uh, you know honestly that was um, 
I loved our conversation about the 81 strike. I was born in 1982. So I was not alive for the 81 strike. Even even the 94 strike, what I was uh, I was 12 years old for that. Like I remember, I remember there not being baseball and like it stunk that there wasn't baseball. I was a 12-year-old who enjoyed watching baseball, but it doesn't impact like there's still other stuff to do. You're 12 years old. So really where I'm at in my life, it's basically been baseball, you know, peace, you know, the labor peace throughout uh, most of my life for baseball. That's a that's a really good thing to say and people who are just a little bit older than me can't be able to say that for a while it was very tumultuous. I guess it could get tumultuous again uh, just with what's going on there there is some disagreement right now between players and owners but that is all very much on the back burner right now. I give the players and the owners a lot of credit for the way they've been working together. We talked about it last week, the agreement that was uh, that was brought up uh, there to um, you know to, to figure out what it would look like once uh, baseball returns. So uh, that is uh, it's it's a good place to be. And you know what? Maybe that helps set things up for when they do need to come together on another uh, collective bargaining agreement. Maybe the way things are going right now and the general agreement that they have maybe that takes some momentum into it i don't know we'll 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 see what happens when that actually uh when that actually goes down also want to mention to you you have maybe uh, been hearing this on wtmj uh we have been doing brewers classics we've been rerunning classic brewers games on wednesday nights beginning at six o'clock uh the one that we've got coming up this wednesday that would be april 8th We've got the uh, Niger Morgan walk-off against the Diamondbacks to send the crew to the NLCS uh, back in October of 2011. So that's going to be coming up on Wednesday night. You can hear it on WTMJ. If you live in the WTMJ listening area, you can also hear it at WTMJ.com. There's some regional restrictions to where it can be streamed, but computers are smart and they know where you're at. And if you are in the WTMJ listening area, you can also stream it at WTMJ.com. But it will definitely be on the air coming up uh, Wednesday night. And uh, we've got these things scheduled at least through the end of April. And I can tell you, uh, they'll they'll continue on after that if there is no baseball. But hopefully we're talking about real live baseball sooner than later. All right, that's it for uh, this edition of Brewers Extra the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Look forward to talking to you again next week for another edition of the program. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to the home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.